The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hello, divers. Coming to you from the fabulous Decompression Lounge adjacent to Studio D. Welcome to the Deep Dive Microcast. It's just like the Deep Dive Podcast, but in an easy-to-swallow gel cap form. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, bon vivant, and writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine, available on Amazon.com. The holiday season is filled with traditions. No matter which holiday you observe, there are certain aspects we all look forward to each and every year, many of which go back to our collective childhoods. One of those shared traditions is the TV Christmas special. Beloved characters from Santa to Rudolph to Charlie Brown and Garfield have had their turn at the Christmas special. Some have long since faded away into obscurity, while others have become perennial favorites, airing year after year, burrowing their way into our shared experience. Perhaps the most pervasive purveyor of these classics is the duo of Arthur Rankin and Jules Bass. Their first foray into the holiday special has been telecast every year since its premiere in 1964. The story of an incandescent mutant caribou has become the longest continuously running Christmas TV special of all time. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Join Rudolph in a trip to the island of misfit toys. Meet Yukon Cornelius, the funniest prospector of the North. Gad, Zeus, the bumble snow monster of the North strikes again. <laughs> Meet Santa's elves and hear seven original Christmas songs. Burl sings... Have a holly jolly Christmas, it's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. It's a holly jolly Christmas special for the entire family. Don't miss Rudolph, Sunday, December 4th, in color on most of these stations. Rankin and Bass began their collaboration in 1960, starting a company called Videocraft International. The company worked with a Japanese animation pioneer named Tad Mochinaga and used an animation technique they called Animagic to create the stop-motion puppetry used in many Rankin-Bass specials. The pair honed their skills by crafting many acclaimed television commercials. One of their best clients was the General Electric Company. Since the advent of broadcast television, companies would not only produce TV commercials to hawk their products, but sometimes even commission entire programs in order to pack them with their own ads. Given GE's successful relationship with Rankin and Bass, it seemed like a natural to have the pair produce a TV special designed to promote the company and its products. And what better spokesman, or spokespuppet, than a tiny reindeer with a big heart? And a nose, interestingly enough, like a GE light bulb. The character of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was not created for the TV special, though. That honor goes to a man named Robert May, who created the character and story for the now-defunct Montgomery Ward department store chain way back in 1939. Songwriter Johnny Marks, who was Robert May's brother-in-law, wrote the song a decade later in 1949. Arthur Rankin felt that the song would be a great basis for an animated special. Luckily, Johnny Marks was also Rankin's neighbor and was convinced to license the song for the special. 
Interestingly, for such an American Christmas classic, the voice cast was almost entirely Canadian. The only exception was narrator Sam the Snowman, voiced by folk singer and actor Burl Ives. Rudolph made his debut on December 6, 1964, as part of a series called The General Electric Fantasy Hour on NBC. And of course, the special was filled with ads for GE appliances. Wrapping gifts can be fun, give the feeling of joy to everyone. Christmas time is almost here, with General Electric gifts to add to the cheer. Here's the gift for the 25th for every girl who wants a curl. A General Electric hairdryer in this fashionable new travel case. Touch-up curling is an easy chore. Dries much quicker. And what's more, it pampers your hair with professional care at home or away. Now, it goes without saying that the special was a huge success. It ran on NBC from 1964 until 1971, when CBS acquired the broadcast rights. The network has run it every year since. As it turns out, the Rudolph special we all grew up with is not entirely the same one that originally aired over 50 years ago. There are several different versions of the program that have aired on television and have been released on home video. In fact, the original broadcast of Rudolph was the only time that version ever aired. The following year, a significant change was made to the end of the special. Originally, the fate of the sad, lonely playthings on the island of misfit toys was left unanswered. As the story goes, NBC and GE were bombarded with letters asking what happened to those misfit toys. So, in 1965, a new scene was created with Santa and Rudolph making a pit stop on the island to pick up the toys, which I guess left poor King Moonracer all alone? Yeah, thanks a lot, Santa. That wasn't the only change made for the program's second airing. The song We're a Couple of Misfits was replaced by a new song titled Fame and Fortune. Over the years, various versions of Rudolph have aired, mostly with cuts and edits meant to increase the time allotted for more commercial breaks. Another change from the original concerns prospector Yukon Cornelius. During the show, he throws his pickaxe into the air, and after it lands, he picks it up and licks it. Why? Well, in the original broadcast, we learn that Yukon Cornelius was searching for peppermint, which he actually finds near the end of the show. As of this recording, the most complete version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is on the Freeform Cable Channel. As part of the channel's 25 Days of Christmas lineup, they are airing a version of Rudolph that reinstates much of the material cut from the CBS version that has run for decades. This freeform cut includes the original We're a Couple of Misfits song and the peppermint scene with Yukon Cornelius. Over the years, this perennial holiday broadcast has only grown in popularity. Amazingly, though, for the first couple of decades after it began airing, the only merchandising tie-in for the show was the soundtrack, which actually earned a gold record certification back in 2004. Of course, now there's an abominable <clears throat> amount of Rudolph merchandise out there, from Christmas ornaments to Funko Pops to plush toys to board games to, yes, even the misfit toys Dolly, 
who, according to Arthur Rankin himself, suffered from low self-esteem issues. No, I'm not joking, and yes, we feel your pain, Dolly. There were also sequels. In December of 1976, Rudolph's Shiny New Year premiered. Best as I can tell, uh, Baby New Year is missing, and Santa wants Rudolph to find the baby, and they meet Father Time, and there's a mean vulture and a whale named Big Ben, and... I may have dreamt all that after eating an entire box of barbecue beef Hot Pockets after midnight. I'm not sure. But anyway, Rudolph would make one final official appearance in a Rankin-Bass production in 1979 with the theatrical release of Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. The iconic pair team up to prevent an evil wizard named King Winterbolt from turning the earth into a giant snowball. It did not do well at the box office, let's just say. Fortunately, both Rudolph's Shiny New Year and Christmas in July are available to rent on most streaming services if you are so inclined. Also, if you wish to know more about Rudolph or the history of Rankin-Bass, I highly recommend the fantastic book The Enchanted World of Rankin-Bass by historian Rick Goldschmidt. You can find it and lots of other related content, including video from the original Rudolph broadcast at miserbrothers.com. That's M-I-S-E-R-B-R-O-S dot com. And that's it for this week. Join us next time for another deep dive. I'm Tom Feeney, and remember the important lesson learned from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's okay to be different as long as you're useful to someone higher up. We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at the deep dive podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those on our website at the deep dive That's it for this week. See you next time. All clips used in the deep dive microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The deep dive lounge theme was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive Microcast is a production of Automaton Media. The GE Fantasy Hour has been a presentation of the housewares division of the General Electric Company, who join our Rudolph storyteller, Burl Ives, and the entire cast, in wishing you all a very merry holiday season.